0: Welcome to Lovin' the Love Boat, where we break down episodes of one of the greatest romantic comedy, drama, television series of all time. I'm Ishvan, Chicagoland's beloved children's musician and TV fanatic.
1: And I'm Michelle, pop culture enthusiast.
0: So come aboard, we're expecting you to join us for another edition of Lovin' the the Love Love Boat. Boat. Hello everyone, and welcome aboard. Yes, I'm starting with a pun, to the show Lovin' the Love Boat.
1: Some say it would be our maiden voyage. See, all right, now that's that's what I'm looking for.
0: Okay, that's great. Uh, my name is Ishvan. I am a children's musician here in Chicagoland, and I am joined by.
1: My name is Michelle.
0: And you are a
1: mom and pop culture enthusiast. <laughs> all
0: right, and we, our daughter, uh, she and enc- she was encouraging us to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. And it was taking me forever to get to it. I think it was taking Michelle forever to get to it. And ultimately, we had to get Paramount+. Plus. And when we did, then we saw all these other shows that we were uh, kind of excited about. Um, and one in particular was like, oh, wouldn't it be fun? Let's rewatch The Love Boat. And I mean, this is something that we hadn't seen since we were kids, but a show that we enjoyed. But we did enter this thinking like, oh, we're going to watch the show and kind of just make fun of the show and whatever. And then I realized, I think this might be my favorite show. So we are going back, watching the first season, and we want to take you along with us. So we're going to encourage everybody out there to watch the show if you have access to it. I'm sure you can get this on YouTube as well. I think probably most episodes are available. Watch the, the individual episodes and then join us here on the podcast so we can all relive it together. But much like the show, we have guest stars, Meredith Baxter Burney. I think everybody knows who that right? is, don't you think? Yeah. Um, Bonnie Franklin, One Day at a Time fame. Uh, Shelly Novak, who I did not know, thought was a woman, but in fact is a man. American football player turned actor. Kind of a great life for uh, Shelly Novak. San Diego Chargers in 1966. We have of course the world famous Suzanne Somers on this episode. We have Brenda Sykes who was in movies like Cleopatra Jones and uh, what else? She was on the Doris Day Show at some point in time. Room 222. Now, I'm not familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And then finally rounding it off, her love interest in this episode, Jimmy, J.J. Walker. And
1: let me add, the this first season, no faces in the, uh, what are those called? Oh, the that's cardinals. right.
0: Yeah, in the beginning. I always look forward to that. That's a good call. The There's... first
1: season did not have that. And um, a little backstory for those not familiar with the love vote. It's basically every week, Every episode is a cruise on the Pacific Princess <laughs> with Captain Meryl Steubing and his crew, the who best. we will go through the crew. Captain Meryl Steubing, of course, is played by the remarkable Gavin McLeod. Yes, R.I.P. Yes, that's totally a bummer. Very um, sad. Then Bernie Capel played the doctor. He's a bit of a Very a ladies' h- man.
0: Handsy doctor, yeah. Four yes. times
1: divorced, <laughs> um, which is crazy because he's probably 40 years old on the show. And then you had Ted Lange, who was the bartender Isaac. Everybody's Greatest. favorite.
0: Greatest.
1: You had Lauren Tews, who was Julie McCoy. Cruise, Cruise, director. Cruise director. And finally, you had your first purser gopher played by Fred Grandy. Yes. A remarkable cast of people.
0: And that's the thing, the show, we hadn't seen this since we were kids. And like, I thought oh, I was going to be, and this show did have a bit of a rocky start, but for the most part, it really was exactly what you remembered. It was good from the beginning, like, and the cast really had like this crazy chemistry with each other. The, their, whatever, their personas were completely established. And um, it was just super enjoyable right from the beginning. So like, uh, first show, it was like, I was all in. I mean, as soon as I started watching it. Now in this, uh, in this episode, we have three stories. They always have three stories. One is The Captain and the Lady, written by Michael Norrell. Uh, one If by Land, which is the one that is a little wonky in my opinion, written by Julie Sheaton and Paula A. Roth. And then the final one, Centerfold, written by Jay Grossman. Um, so first you you're hit on this one, JJ, you gotta hit him with JJ. Now- I mean, that, that is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. He is an exterminator, correct?
1: Exterminator to the stars, apparently. Yeah,
0: he rolls up in like a old van with a giant fly on top of it, and he's screaming to his uh, girlfriend, like not wanting her. This was a little confusing. I had to ask Michelle, what's going on with this plot line? Like, he's yelling for her not to go on to the cruise. She wants to go on the cruise, and it's like he's pursuing her, and then she ends up like cabin mates with Suzanne Summers, who ultimately kind of is encouraging yeah, her. Yeah,
1: and I don't know if he mentioned it. Brenda Sykes is his, his love interest. Yeah. They are. They are living together. She wants to get married. He does not want to get married. That's the whole premise. So she's going on this cruise to kind of just take a little break, I guess.
0: That's why I was confused, though, because he's pursuing her, yet at the same time he didn't want to get married. So I was kind of like baffled, you know, as to what was going on. Um, and then, uh, that, and this is the longest storyline. This is the one that they follow the longest. And then Bonnie Franklin rolls on the ship. She's really mean. She's like a mean woman. And she's married to who? The Whom?
1: Uh, director, I guess, on the board of the cruise, Pacific Princess Line or something.
0: Yeah, so Meryl's like kind of nervous and a little like uh, uh, irate because she's, he knows that she's coming on to the cruise and she's mean, like right from the beginning.
1: Very demanding.
0: Yeah. And... <laughs> Should I jump to the?
1: Well, there's a whole backstory as to why uh, he's on edge the minute she walks aboard the cruise ship and why she's so mean. There's, a, there's like a touching moment where he is confiding in Doc about her.
0: <laughs> touching. I mean, could I go to that thing, the, the touching moment between uh, Meryl and Doc? Because one of the things about the show that for me is so enjoyable and Michelle had a, you know, she's, she's experienced this in her life or she's enjoyed these things in her life, is it has this whole soap opera nature to it, but it ends nicely at the end of every single episode. So I think that's why I could enjoy this because I couldn't take the endless sort of drama of a real soap opera. This one tidies up by the end of every single episode, which for me and my little mind can handle and enjoy. But. There really is a moment, which I think we may drop in a little clip, this moment between the two, where it does get serious and their acting is on full display. And like Dr. Adam Bricker is really taking time and showing real concern for the captain as he reveals that.
1: He, well, we find out that he was married to Bonnie Franklin's, uh, what was her name?
0: I don't remember, I didn't write it down.
1: It's just some crazy name. And anyway, they were married for 17 years.
2: I was married to that woman for 17 years. You and she boggles the mind, doesn't it? In the beginning, in the beginning, we were two young people incredibly in love. She was beautiful, sweet, loving. I was handsome, kind. Adoring. Then, like many other men, I took a mistress. Ah. Uh-huh. Immense, mysterious, overpowering. I've always liked the big ones, too. I'm talking about the sea.
1: Oh. But he gives the reason for their divorce because he said he was having an affair. <laughs> And, of course, his affair is with the sea. She said that watching.
0: Exactly when Meryl revealed it. Because, A,
1: everyone knows Captain Meryl's to me would never have an actual affair. Because he's too good of a guy. (laughs) And he's the captain and he loves the cruise ship. So it's much like the song Brandy.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Where uh, the sea is his life, his lover, and his lady.
0: (laughs) But it it caused strain in that first marriage after 17 years and they parted ways so then you can see that bonnie franklin has an extra axe to grind on this episode um and she's taking all the the crew you know to task like she's giving them a hard time and she's just completely unpleasant like the whole time and that would have been a more preferable uh storyline to follow but instead we are following suzanne summers and uh brenda sykes into like Lawn to watch them go shopping and then suzanne summers has some weird like quote-unquote jewelry on her arm that looked like Pop top Cause Susan,
1: it's like a, I think because it was maybe the late 70s and the 80s, divorce was very common amongst everybody because Suzanne Summers' character was also divorced. You know and what she, else was common? And she goes on cruise ships to find love.
0: You know what else was common back then? What? Men reading nudie magazines straight in the oh. middle of the cruise, like on the deck while they're just Which sitting on a chair. Which brings us to
1: the third storyline, Centerfold with Meredith Baxter Burney.
0: She is a nice person, She's on the cruise with, were they married or were they about to her be married? Her
1: fiance is, uh, I believe it was a state senator.
0: But they're about to get married and she has like the secret of her past, which was?
1: She posed for a centerfold in Kitty Magazine and she revealed to Julie she did it because she was in law school and she needed the money. <laughs> to eat. And she just didn't want to come out and then ruin his career and embarrass him.
0: So then on the ship, like, I don't know if they still have it on ships today where there's just like adult magazines for sale.
1: For some reason, that magazine that she made it seem like it happened in the past, but for some reason, yeah, it was dropping while they were on the cruise ship.
0: Yeah, like she had done this like years and years ago, and now all of a sudden the centerfold was coming up. Maybe that is a thing, you know, maybe that does happen. They hang on to things and then it comes out later. But then, like, she oversleeps, Julie gets like, She's nice enough to buy all the magazines off the stand in the, in the adult section There's on the kids ship. on the
1: cruise ship, so I don't understand <laughs> well, that's how the magazines are just out there.
0: And then she said she bought them all except three people had already been up crack of dawn to buy their, like, pornographic magazine. <laughs> and then she during this is a, a lighthearted part of the this is the part of the cruise i like where she's running around trying to get hold of these magazines because the, the men
1: who bought them are out in the open reading them
0: reading them full on like just on the deck of the ship just reading and then pulling the full like centerfold out to look at like not thinking twice about that at all and so she's going around grabbing all these magazines from people guess who's got the third copy
1: surprise surprise
0: Dr. Adam Bricker <laughs> says it open in his, in the, like, the room, the exam room. Open. <laughs> and so she goes in, pretends that she has a cough, and then she grabs it. And he, of course, he, Doc is smart. I mean, you're not going to fool Doc. And he probably recognized her immediately, even though supposedly she wore a wig during this photo shoot.
2: May I help you? I've got a terrible cold. Do
0: you run out of Kleenex? Uh, uh, <laughs> Come
2: in, please. Wanna hop up on the table? Well, let's have a look at you.
0: And then, Doc really is helping everybody on this episode because he's like, he he consoles uh, 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 the captain, then he consoles her, and then- Yes, he tells her
1: just to be honest with her fiance (laughs) because you can't start a marriage with lies. And she listens. I don't think
2: you have a cold at all, but you are suffering from acute embarrassment possibly caused by um, overexposure. You knew all along? I never forget a face. What's wrong? Are you ashamed of that? I am mortified. Look, I'm a doctor. I see an awful lot of bodies. Once I had a guy so fat, I needed two examination tables. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, you really have nothing to be ashamed of. thank you. But it's not what you think that concerns me what my fiance's gonna think. You're trying to hide this from the man who's gonna be your husband? Now look, it's none of my business, but if you're gonna marry the guy, you better start being honest with him. I know, that's what Julie said. I've got so much to lose. You're gonna have a lot more to lose if you don't level with him now. You're right. I never look at the centerfolds.
0: I just buy him for the articles. Yeah, but he's—that's funny, too, since he's been married so many times. You know what I mean? Right. It's like he's so wise, yet his marriages have not necessarily panned out. Maybe it's because he seems to try to sleep with every single woman that he comes in contact with. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. Then as you go through this, there's a little moment on this as we get into this that they kind of are like, I felt like, what do you think? Like, um, I felt like Meryl's character, like they really were trying to start it off where like he's really stern, you know, like where he's really more of like kind of tough on everybody. He's
1: always kind of tough though. Cause he, he's,
0: he always has that. Yeah, he does. He does have that thread throughout, which is kind of cool. That's what's great about his character, but it's almost like how Homer on the Simpsons became more like completely goofy. They do. Enhance his his sort of comic side it's as kind time like goes on. a the dad figure. Yeah, for sure. But in this one, it seemed like he was almost like you were afraid of him, and it wasn't as fun to see him. But then, by the end of the the show, you really do see all of them in Doc's like area where the whole crew is together complaining about the Bonnie Franklin character, and you really do see the chemistry between these characters and how they relate to the captain and stuff like that. And at the very end, there's a wonderful moment where. <laughs> Meryl Stewing finally stands his ground because normally he's letting this woman be mean to him throughout. Why was he doing that though? Why was he?
1: I think because he didn't want like a bad rating or something on the ship. Okay. I'm and not he was sure exactly.
0: That's probably it though because he was afraid of that and he didn't want to screw that up. And he was letting this woman be really kind of mean to him. And maybe because of their past and stuff, he felt bad about those things. But then towards the end, he finally stands up for himself and for the crew. That was the breaking point that he. It was his crew and his devotion to the crew. She was abusing
1: the crew and he could not stand for it. He
0: couldn't abide by that. And he stood up and then her husband, who didn't speak one word for the whole thing, he then sided with Captain Steubing. And then they both treated a grown woman like a child and said, go to your room. That was a little awkward. And then she did.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was weird. After all that. Who do you think you are?
0: The captain.
1: I haven't
2: been acting like it, but I am the captain of this ship, and I am going to give you an order.
1: (laughs) Oh, what?
2: An order. Go to your room.
1: You're going down the chute for that, Merrill? Fine,
2: fine. Now, look, I allowed you to make my life miserable, but I will not allow you to disrupt this cruise for the passengers, who, I should point out, paid to be on this ship. Who you think you're talking I am not finished. And last, but by no means least, you will not treat my crew like a bunch of incompetent boobs. I have the best crew afloat.
1: You cannot talk to me like this.
2: Stacy, shut up and go to your room. Aubrey. Mr. Skogstad, no matter what you say, I will not apologize. So whatever you have to say to me, sir, say it now. Go to your room.
1: So that's how that resolved. He had a long talk with her, and they kind of resolved their past,
0: yeah, it, it well, see, that's the great thing about the love boat, you guys. It's like
1: it all wraps up in the end. To so a happy beautiful. Ending. It's
0: so satisfying to me. That's why I enjoyed it. We were watching these episodes while just eating our our evening meal together. And it's so fun to go on the cruise and then have it all just wrapped up nicely by the end. Um,
1: and the centerfold one wrapped up very well, where where once she confessed, he said he was okay with it.
0: Yeah, see, I missed that. I was I because he, he out.
1: gave some thing where other men were desiring her, but she belonged to him, and he didn't think it would matter.
0: So guys out there, and if, as we
1: know now, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> and um, so, but if your
0: wife or 30, girlfriend ago, has posed for a magazine, just Take that sort of like, you know, sort of like uh, perspective on the whole thing that like you're proud, you know, you're kind of proud of it. You wouldn't be upset about something like that. So you learn so many lessons from just one single episode of The Love Boat. And
1: then you the, uh, got JJ J the Sykes one. And that, I guess, kind of wrapped up with them coming to an agreement.
0: It didn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: she was okay now with I'm not sorry. being married. And then... I'm
0: sorry, Julie Sheaton and Paula A. Roth. I'm sure you've written other good things and you guys are just knocking this out to make some money instead of posing for a centerfold. You wrote a love boat episode, but it made no sense to me throughout the whole thing. It took the longest. At the end, they get back together and then...
1: Because he was literally driving his, his exterminator van throughout Mexico, showing up at each and every port with his van So there's a lot of driving but he yeah. somehow made it to Puerto Vallarta and
0: but he wouldn't get married like he was going to those links but then he didn't want to go get married he would the funniest part is when he was on a little boat yelling at the boat he screamed at her and that part made me laugh
1: yeah oh yes he also commandeered a boat and drove it to the actual cruise ship
0: and Isaac made you laugh on this one I can't remember when he made you laugh but it's fun when you laugh at the little jokes because you really do laugh. The show is genuinely funny.
1: Uh, they were joking about hiring a hitman to kill Bonnie Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned it.
0: Can I just say two things? Two things I've learned from The Love Boat. Every day of my life, I want to eat shrimp cocktail out of a glass goblet with the ice that's underneath it like they have at the captain's table like every day i want to eat that so badly and secondly i want us to become rich and then design our basement like i want it to be like the pirates cove but there's also the other one that looks like with the panels like it just has like the colored panels in it and i just want it to be to scale exactly like one of those one of isaac's bars i mean because Isaac is the greatest. He's You never aren't loving Isaac throughout the entire show. I, I love all the people on the show, to be quite honest with you. I, I love the entire cast and crew. Yeah.
1: This one was just kind of like giving a little bit of everybody, I think.
0: Not enough Isaac, though. There really was not, not enough, enough Isaac. Not enough
1: Gopher, either. No. a lot of Julie. Obviously, Doc was the, the confider. He was. And then...
0: But they're all funny and they're all super likable. And you get to see the way that they work off of each other as the episodes go go get further and further and further. And it's just like that was the thing that really blew my mind because like we are pretty harsh critics of stuff. We don't laugh at things if it isn't funny, at least to us. I mean, we do share the same sense of humor that other people sometimes do not. But we genuinely will be laughing out loud at parts um, throughout each episode. There are really good jokes They land, they're funny, and the way that they're weaved into sort of like these lighthearted, but also pretty heavy sometimes uh, plot lines is, I I sat there just like, I think I loved the show. Like, I genuinely loved it enough to where we're doing this show. So should we wrap this? Should we call this? Are we ending our first ever maiden journey? Yes. All right, thank you guys for, for joining us on this cruise. We want you guys now to watch the other episodes and then join us for the next ones. And we are going to have guests on the show as we go along to make this even more fun, more lively, and- uh,
1: Goodbye, Mayor. Goodbye, Stacy.
0: Thanks again. Till next time, I am Ishvan. I'm
1: Michelle.
0: My love in the love
2: boat. Captain Strube, Captain Strube, please come to the bridge.